Praise God. Praise God. Amen. John chapter 4. Glad to have my family with me tonight. I, I know that um, I'm, I'm up against Santa Claus tonight. Praise God. Amen. And uh, I know how it is on these services uh, right up to holiday time. Everybody's mind is, everybody's excited, looking forward to family time. But I feel like some folks came to have church tonight. Well, praise God. Praise God. Amen. So, uh, you know, some fellas that tell you they ain't going to take long and they don't mean it. If I tell you I ain't going to take long, I mean it. Praise God. And uh, so if y'all help me preach here tonight, we'll, we'll, we'll get on down the road. Praise God. John chapter number 4 and verse 46. So Jesus came again. Everyone say again. Into Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee... He went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And I want to preach tonight for a few moments from this simple subject, tomorrow's miracle. Tomorrow's miracle. I feel like that God's about to work some miracles for some people around this church. Come on, why don't we pray together right now? Let's release our faith in this house. God, we thank you for your wonderful presence that's already here tonight. I pray, oh God, that you'll anoint my mind, my spirit. Oh God, anoint these precious people tonight that we might be in one mind, one accord tonight. Go somewhere in the Holy Ghost together. Oh, we thank you for what you're gonna do. Come on, lift up a shout of praise in this. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Tomorrow is always shrouded in an element of mystery and intrigue. Because simply stated tonight, you and I cannot live in tomorrow. James said, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. We all make plans. We all have intentions. We all have things on our agendas, our calendars. I think all of that's okay. But you cannot live in tomorrow. Jesus said, take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. The only time that tomorrow is spoken of with the definite and clear terms to anyone in the scripture is when the Lord would speak prophetically to them and would tell them about this time tomorrow. Examples of this in scripture is Moses speaking concerning one of the plagues to come on the land of Egypt, the Lord appointed a set time. Everyone say a set time. set time. Saying tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. Concerning a very unfair battle regarding the children of Israel, Joshua 
speaking unto the children of God, says, Be not afraid because of them, for tomorrow, about this time, God said, I will deliver them up, all slain before Israel, and thou shalt hold their horses and burn their chariots with fire. Concerning the anointing of King Saul, the Bible said that God spoke and said, Tomorrow about this time will I send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin. Concerning the famine that would break in Samaria, Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Tomorrow, somebody shout tomorrow. Tomorrow. We are not promised it, but yet at the same time, the intrigue that's there, there is also a level of promise that is put forth in tomorrow. And tonight, I would like to draw our attention Uh, to this original very first miracle that Jesus Christ performed, the turning of the water into wine. And that first miracle, now I know that there may be some that, that, that will try to presuppose and say, well, what was Jesus doing when he was a little boy? Was he, was he healing, uh, dogs, broke legs and resurrecting butterflies and all that kind of stuff. Well, there ain't no Bible for that. No Bible for that. Matter of fact, the Bible says that the first miracle was right here, where Jesus turned the water to wine. That's what your Bible says. So up until that point, uh, Jesus was learning obedience and all of that, as the Scripture said, and was subjecting himself to the purpose of God in the early years of his life. But be that as it may, this first miracle when Jesus approaches this wedding at Cana of Galilee. Bible says that they had run out of wine and Jesus' mother says, whatever he says to you, do it. And the Lord looks at his mother and says, woman, it's not yet my time. Now that's how I know Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Because I've never said that to my mama like that. Praise God. Amen. But when you're God manifests in the flesh, you can say it like that. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, woman, it's not yet my time. But thank God for a mother that's got enough faith in a son to say, you know what? I believe a miracle can happen right here, right now. I just come tonight to let you know, I believe the beginnings of a miracle can start right here, right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I didn't come talk about that miracle, but but it's good. Hallelujah. And uh, all of this takes place and the region is shaken up. Now, we can't hardly imagine in our mind a time without the internet and cell phones and all that. Some of us can remember days before all of that, can't we? Uh, but back then, they didn't even have rotary telephones. They, they didn't have automobiles. They didn't have any of those things. And, and the way that, that news spread in those days was more than likely just simply by word of mouth. 
and word began to spread through the region. I, I don't know where all people came from to come to that wedding there at Cana, but no doubt people had come from all around and were impacted by what had taken place at that wedding that day. And uh, it had filtered out into the outlying communities round about Cana. And the scripture says that, that there was a nobleman that, that had received understanding that Jesus Christ was a miracle worker. And this nobleman that we read about was an officer of the king's court. And uh, as far as we can tell, he had no other point of reference for a knowledge of Christ's power to work the miraculous save this point of reference with the turning of the water to wine. He understood that if Jesus can do that, maybe he can help me with my need. Praise God. I want to tell us tonight very simply that if God can do it for somebody else, God can do it for you tonight. If God can work a miracle on somebody else's behalf, you ought to have enough faith to believe God can do it for me too. Oh, does anybody need some help tonight? Has anybody got enough faith to lift a hand and say, God, you can do it for me too? Oh, come on, let's worship God here for a minute. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. He could have very possibly been there when the miracle happened. We don't know. But with no modern conveniences, no, no way of getting a phone call saying, hey, Jesus, Jesus is down here doing this. You remember he worked a miracle. They, I just have to believe that, that something had got a hold of his spirit and let him know that the Lord indeed can work a miracle in my life. Everything that was ever made known concerning the miraculous power of Jesus in those days largely happened again by word of mouth. You gotta, you gotta go back in time and look at the context of all that is taking place to fully understand the desperation of this man. His son is at the point of death. He could not pick up the phone and call an ambulance to come help him. Modern technology in that day, medical technology in that day was not near as advanced as what it is today. Something very simple to fix today could have been a death sentence in that day simply because of the lack of, of understanding of things. But this man had to uh, put forth great effort to get to where the Lord was. This man traveling from Capernaum to Cana of Galilee is the space of about 16 miles. And at the whopping speed of one mile every 20 minutes, that's about three miles per hour, it would have taken the man three hours, 20 minutes to get there. That's by foot. And then if you got on the back of an old stubborn donkey, it'd probably take you about the same amount of time, maybe a little bit longer if he decided to sit down. Amen. But this man had to get determined in his spirit that 
I've got to get to the Lord. Amen. You've come to church tonight. I don't know what you came expecting. I, I realize we got majority church folk here tonight, but we got some guests. I, I don't know what you came expecting, but I do believe that you came expecting to greet the Lord tonight. I think you came expecting to hear from God tonight. And God sent a preacher by to let you know that God's still a miracle worker and God can help you tonight. So I'd have to say that this man was motivated to get down to where Jesus was at. Where Jesus had performed this original miracle of turning the water into wine. He hears that the Lord has come back to Cana. He said, if I can just get down there and talk to the Lord, I think God will help me. I think something can change on my behalf. Praise God. You know, simple faith is all God needs. God, God don't need you to be complex. You don't have to know the Bible inside out. If you'll just believe the word of the Lord. If you'll just believe what God has said to you. God just needs a little bit of faith. God just needs a little bit of faith tonight. We know, we know tonight that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, I want you to notice that when this man approaches Jesus, when this man comes up to the Lord, uh, hallelujah, Jesus says unto him something that's almost puzzling. You, you would almost think that it would repel somebody that, that's in desperation and that has a need in their life for someone to respond to them the way that the Lord responds to this man. When this man approaches the Lord, the Lord says to him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now, whether it was targeted to this man or whether it was targeted to those that were in that day, I am not for certain in casual reading of the scripture here tonight. But the multitude of that day, when you begin to study the scriptures, it would seem that many in that day made the performance of miracles the condition of their faith in God. It was just like the children of Israel back in the wilderness. It was almost like we won't believe that God can do it until we got manna in our mouth and we got shoes on our feet that won't wear out. Amen. And the Lord says that you don't need to put conditions on God like that. It's not a do it first and then I'll believe attitude. Amen. Somehow or another, we got to exercise our faith in God when we have yet to see the miracle. Oh, come on, church. You got to exercise faith before the miracle Before the change comes. Before things turn around, you got to believe God. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to let your faith loose tonight. I've got a problem I can't solve. I've got a need that needs to be met. But God, I believe you can do it before it even happens. Jesus, Jesus needs us to simply believe that he can and that he will, even if we don't see it yet. Man, the man's response, you know, I, I, I don't know what's happened 
in Pentecost. So, some people say, well, I don't preach for response. I understand what they're saying. I, I, I can preach without response. I understand. But it's really not biblical to say that you don't preach for response. Because everywhere that Jesus preached, there was a need for response. And I'm telling you, listen, every time you come to church, there's a need for your response. I, I know, I know we come, we're tired, we're weary. I get it. I understand. I've been there, done that. I know tonight. But, but every time we come to church, the word of the Lord merits a response out of you and I. We, it, it's not just the preacher preaching for the response. Let me tell you, honey, God needs a response out of me too. God's looking for a response tonight in your spirit. And that man's response was this. He said, I believe. I believe. And that's what got the Lord's attention tonight. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down or my child's going to die. Come down or my son is not going to make it. Oh, Lord, can you imagine having a child at the point of death? you imagine having a son, a daughter at the point of death? And you realize the desperation of the situation. God, if you don't come down, Lord, if you don't come, they're going to die. They're not going to make it. It's not going to end well. Oh, he was not thirsting for evidence. Amen. He just said, Lord, I believe you can do it. Lord, I'm not begging you for action right at the moment for me to believe. Lord, I want you to know I believe you can do this before I ever got down here and talked to you. That man's faith in the power of Jesus to heal was so impacting that Jesus did not even go to his house. Now you think about that. Because in other instances, the Lord would go to their homes. Other instances, the Lord would traverse to where they were at. But this man's faith was so great in this second miracle that the Lord's about to perform. This man's faith was so great that Jesus says, I don't even have to go to your house to perform this miracle. I'm going to tell you something. While you're sitting right here in this building, while you're sitting right here in this house, I feel the witness of the Spirit of God in what I'm saying right now. While you're sitting here worshiping God, the Lord can go to your home. The Lord can go to your need. The Lord can move on what's going on at the house. And he can turn it around. He can change it. I'm telling you tonight. I'm telling you, I, I know what I feel right now. I'm telling you, God can move on it. And when you walk through the door, you'll know something's different. Something's changed. Something's moving in this house tonight. Somebody needs to exercise their faith.
Come on, release it right now. Come on, lift up your voice. I believe you, God. I'm not waiting for some sign. I'm holding on to your word. Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy son liveth. Now, nobody could FaceTime him, pastor. Nobody could give him a phone call and say, brother nobleman, it's all right. Come on to the house. No. Bible said, the Lord said, go your way. Your son's alive. My, my, my. Everything's going to be all right. I want you to notice what the scripture says. And the man believed the word. It wasn't, oh, I got to see it before I believe it. No, no, no. He believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. I would tonight that somebody would just believe the word of the Lord. That when you pull off this parking lot, you're going to know everything's going to be all right. Before this year is over with, a miracle's about to happen for me. A change is about to come. Woo! Somebody needs to grab a hold of that tonight. I'm telling you, there's a miracle going to happen for somebody before this year is over with. Some change is coming. Yay! Halamo. Manamo Hosata Kandabahaya. Vilabahasataya Abohokaya. Woo! Maya Sadododomohoya. I know what I feel in this room right now. But when some of you pull off this parking lot, if you'll just believe God's going to do it, if you'll just believe God's going to change it, if you'll just believe that he can, it's going to be different. My Lord, have mercy. God's doing something for this couple right here. God's doing something for these folks right here. I'm talking about tomorrow's miracle. I'm talking about tomorrow's miracle. You can't see it yet. But God's working the miracle while you can't see it. You don't know how, you don't know when, but I'm telling you, God, God is working a miracle. Woo! Yeah, sataya, ula hakataya, ilamoho shataye. Woo! 
My Lord, have mercy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Ah, Lord. It's tomorrow's miracle. You don't see it yet, but it's coming. sister today's response determines tomorrow's miracle your response right now determines what's going to happen tomorrow come on somebody's getting a hold of it I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. There's miracles being released in this house. There's miracles being released. As he was going down, while he was on his way home, I'm telling you, while you're making your way home, Something's moving under the surface. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, if you've got a need, you ought to make your way to this front. If you've got a need, you ought to make your way to this front. Get a hold of a brother, get a hold of a sister. Come on. 
tomorrow's miracle is starting tonight.